coming up. He would be facing the death penalty if convicted. And this, this case would become the largest capital murder case here in Summit County history. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. After a comprehensive review of the evidence, it has been determined that this fire was an act of arson. In 2016 and 2017, a string of fires in Akron, Ohio, claimed the lives of nine people. Last month, a jury decided the fate of the man accused of setting them. It is the largest death penalty murder case in Summit County history. And he's accused of killing five children and four adults in two separate fires in Akron. And that's going to be for 12 people to decide. Amani Abraham has been covering this story for WKYC in Cleveland, Ohio. Amani, let's go back to 2016 when a woman who lived on Fultz Avenue in Akron called 911 to report that one of her neighbor's homes was on fire. What happened from there? You know, what we know when our colleagues reported on scene was that firefighters came to the house. It was fully involved. And we later found out that 65-year-old Lindell Lewis and 66-year-old Gloria Jean Hart lived in the home. Both died in that fire. Um, We do know family members, you know, on scene were visibly shaken and shocked over what happened, uh, including the fact that investigators would say that this was suspected arson. When we talked to family members, they said Lindell Lewis was a family man, um, surrounded by his children and grandchildren. Linda Lewis's brother told us uh, during that time that Lewis would do anything for anyone. And I understand there was a third person in the home who, who managed to escape the fire. Can you tell me anything about that? That was Thomas Hughley. Hughley lived in the basement of the home. He was able to escape that fire. We we later learn through the investigations and through what Akron police have later told us was that the response to Akron police when they arrived on scene, they started talking to Hughley about what happened, was that they asked him, you know, who do you think could have done something like this? And his response was Stan. And he was referencing Stanley Ford, a neighbor uh, that he witnessed had arguments. He had arguments with him. Um, and during the trial, we would later find out that Hughley was accused by Ford of breaking uh, one of Ford's windows in his home. Hughley has denied that. But that's just one instance of what we we found out in terms of that relationship. And you mentioned that Pretty much from the start, investigators were looking at this as arson. Do we know why they decided to investigate this as arson so quickly? You know, at the time, they weren't very, um, they didn't give much details in terms of why they suspected it was arson. Of course, later on, we would find out the type of evidence that they did have on hand that would later be brought to the trial. At some point, there's a second relatively minor fire involving a car. What happened there? This is something that we learned later on as well following the third fire. This was a car fire that happened in between there, as you mentioned, during that timeline. And this was a car that was set on fire 
later linked to Stanley Ford, um, the woman who owned the car on Folds Avenue said that Ford had threatened her son. Uh, this was in interviews with detectives uh, when they were trying to piece everything together. And it wasn't until the third fire that detectives would later link all three together. Let's talk about that third fire, another fatal fire on that same street in Akron in 2017. Take us through those events. That was um, shocking to say the least. I know as a reporter coming on scene after that overnight fire, it was tragic to say the least. The somber mood as soon as you, you walked in and could see neighbors kind of looking around saying, what happened? What happened to this home? Seven people had lived inside, and um, all seven were killed in that fire. Neighbors were were shocked. They didn't quite know what to say at the time. When fire officials arrived on scene, it was also later determined that it was suspected arson. And that is when questions and concerns just started swirling around about who could possibly want to do this to a family and, and kill seven people, including children. As you all know, our community experienced a devastating tragedy last week. In the early morning hours of May 15th, seven innocent souls were lost in a deadly house fire here on Fault Street. This is one of the two deadliest fires in our recent history and is the second tragic fire on a block to claim innocent lives in little over a year. Seven members of a family died in this fire. Dennis Huggins, Angela Boggs, and their five children, Cameron, Olivia, Kyle, Deja, and Jared. I mean, just a devastating tragedy. I don't know how else to describe it. What have you been able to learn through your reporting about this family? A, a beautiful family. Um, we, When we arrived on scene, my colleagues had spoken to family, and um, I think it was some family members who who got together on the scene to, to talk to uh, members of the media to kind of just explain how loving their family was. And one woman, 18-year-old Brittany Boggs, uh, a daughter, was out of town during that time of the incident. And she just said she loved being a big sister. And she had spoken to my colleague and, and said that her family members were all she had to live for. A very powerful statement in terms of what was taken from this, from this woman and what was left, a, a family their lives taken too short um, over what we have now learned was an intentional fire set. Take us through then this investigation as it develops, as investigators are trying to, to figure out who did this. Yeah, this was... Um really tense, fast moving. Uh, when we had talked to neighbors, you know, they weren't sure exactly what happened. They were concerned for the family. Was this somebody the family knew? At one point, we did learn from Akron police that they were questioning Patrick Boggs. Patrick Boggs was the estranged husband of Angela Boggs, who was killed in that third fire. Police looked into him not only because of his relationship with Angela, but also his history. He spent 12 years in prison. He was convicted 
of arson for dousing Angela Boggs with kerosene in 2001 and threatened to use a lighter. That was according to court documents. Uh, But police later cleared him, and that's when we learn that they were going to point the finger at Stanley Ford, who was 58 at the time. He was a neighbor, and he would be charged in that deadly arson. This morning at approximately 1030, an arrest warrant was executed by the Akron Police Department. The suspect has been charged with one count of aggravated arson and seven counts of aggravated murder. And at some point, this same man, Stanley Ford, is charged with the other fires. How do we get there? You know, they begin to piece all of these elements together. You know, when we reference that first fire on Folds Avenue, I don't believe that we had knowledge of exactly what type of evidence they had. Now we learn that there was surveillance video, there was alarm records, evidence pointing that links all three possibly together. And of course, we also hear from neighbors, witnesses who say that they, you know, saw some of these arguments firsthand. And of course, would talk about, uh, talk to that to police. We know after they linked all three together that Ford was then charged with 22 counts of aggravated murder, two counts of attempted aggravated murder, two counts of aggravated arson, one count of cruelty to animals, and one count of arson, and one count of aggravated menacing. And of course, that would then mean, um, at least in this case, he would be facing the death penalty if convicted. And this, this case would become the largest capital murder case here in Summit County history. Right. Those charges are in connection to the deaths of nine people, two people in that first fire and seven people in that that third fire. What would we eventually come to learn about a motive? What did prosecutors say was the reason that Stanley Ford would have done this? You know, prosecutors painted someone known to argue with his neighbors, in particular, the victims in this case. Several witnesses spoke about those arguments and and testified in court. Um, You know, we start to see a lot of the evidence put in play in terms of motive related to those arguments when we go into the, the trial and we hear directly from the witnesses. I want to ask more about the trial, but first... How did neighbors react to news of this arrest back in 2017, finding out that someone who lived down the street was now charged with murder and setting multiple homes on fire? They were shocked, to say the least. I mean, this was the second house set on fire. If you look along the street, it's just, you know, one or two homes down uh, that the second fire happened, the house fire. And I think that's what was shocking to neighbors trying to connect what had happened. We've never had no problems in the neighborhood. Uh, But to know that somebody in the neighborhood would do that, I mean, that's terrible. I mean, it was bad enough. Those people in that first house were trapped in the bathroom and they couldn't get out to know that there was five kids in the house and it's intentionally set fire to a house with five. That's terrible. When they eventually learned that Stanley Ford had been arrested, I remember speaking to one neighbor who immediately said that once the two fires were linked together by police, he said that he talked about the negativity that Ford had towards his neighbors. And I thought that that was, you know, this was before we we learned of any evidence, we learned of any motive, but we started hearing neighbors discuss some of the things that they witnessed, in particular, those those 
arguments or, or verbal disagreements that he had had with his neighbors. So Stanley Ford was initially supposed to stand trial for all of these charges in June of 2020. We all remember June of 2020. Seemingly everything was on hold and, and this trial wasn't an exception, right? This trial was no exception. Uh, the first trial set to begin in 2020, as you mentioned, this was also, of course, during the COVID-19 pandemic. The judge in this case at the time declared a mistrial. And what we learned was that Judge Christine Croce had interviewed the jurors at the time and felt like they wouldn't be able to move forward with a fair trial right now. And that was partially due to those restrictions from COVID-19. After being rescheduled then, Ford eventually did go on trial in September. That recently wrapped up. What can you tell us about his trial and what ultimately was the verdict? Well, we spoke a little about, you know, what the possible motive was, and we we learned a little more during this trial. Prosecutors used these main points in court when linking to uh, linking Stanley Ford to setting those fatal fires. The first was the motive, which was shown through witness statements pointing to Ford as argumentative. Uh, neighbors testified that he would have arguments with the fire victims. A prosecutor say Stanley Ford had two faces. The one friendly. Nice, concerned neighbor, the one who claimed to be an angel of God sent to watch over the neighborhood, and the second face being the fallen angel who worked in darkness to murder those that he perceived threatened his community. The prosecution introduced surveillance and alarm records in this case. One surveillance camera was put up by a friend of Linda Lewis. Linda Lewis was uh, a victim in the first house fire on Fultz Avenue. He wanted to, um, the neighbor wanted to help him because he knew of the tensions between Ford and Lewis. So there was a camera kind of in that direction, a surveillance camera. That was brought in. Um, experts testified that the surveillance video from the first fire showed someone running across uh, a Fultz Street three times, attempting to start a fire. The video from the second fire showed something similar, uh, someone running back and forth before the fire was set, also near Ford's two homes. Prosecutors also linked alarm records at one of the homes, which reportedly showed that the security alarm was being turned on and off around the times of the fire. The defense said Ford can't be identified in the videos and pointed to other possible suspects in the case. Um, after closing arguments, the jury was given the case. They deliberated, deliberated for about a day and found him guilty on, um, I believe, 26 of the 29 charges against him. We begin with breaking news tonight. Stanley Ford, the Akron man accused of three arsons that killed nine, has been found guilty on charges of aggravated murder and other counts. And unanimously find that the sentence of life imprisonment without the possibility of parole should be imposed upon Stanley Ford, dated October 1st, 2021, in ink by all 12 jurors. Amani Abraham, thanks for sharing this story. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're right back here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. And if you're looking for more, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows that includes our weekly podcast, True Crime Chronicles, as well as a whole bunch of others. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. <laughs>